Welcome to the Chronically Courageous Podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Howard. Since I was a child, I've had chronic pain, yet was told time and time again that it was all in my head. So I pushed through my symptoms and I built a successful career until I found myself crouched on the floor of my office, barely conscious. After finally getting a diagnosis, I had to learn how to embrace the life I've been given as fully and happily as possible. Now, it's my mission to help you do the same. Join my guests and I each week for inspiring stories and tips on navigating the complexities of chronic illness. Together, I believe we can move forward with courage, passion, and purpose. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. Today, I want to talk to you about what to do when symptoms reappear. And I like to share these things with you because as I am going through my journey, we're going through it together. And I want to share with you as things come up for me, I want to be able to share them with you because it's highly likely that if you are listening to this podcast, that you too are dealing with a lot of the same things that I'm dealing with. And in this case, what I've been dealing with for the past couple of months is a recurrence of symptoms. I've been on this incredibly, I think, very impressive healing journey and something I'm very proud of and something that I think is inspiring. I'm told it's inspiring and I am so grateful for how far I've come. And, you know, as humans, we want to just continue to move forward, right? We don't want to take a step back. Who wants to go backward? It's so much more fun when we can just keep achieving and going forward and accomplishing more and more. And I'm no different. But the truth is, that's just not the way life works. And when I go through these things, and lately I've been having some symptoms of fatigue and severe low blood pressure, which creates all kinds of other issues, and it makes it challenging some days to even get out of bed. Those have been a couple of the things. There's been some other things too, some pain issues, and I'm back in physical therapy for those. But that's not what this is about. What this is about is I want to share with you that as I'm going through these things, it's not just about me anymore. Because as I go through these different little adventures, we'll call them, as I go through my healing journey, every time something comes up, I think to myself, okay, how can I learn from this? And how can I use this as an opportunity to teach you guys, my community of listeners who I adore and love? and want to help because if we go through this together and we help each other to learn, I just feel like it's it's a whole lot easier than going through it on our own. So I put together a list of 10 things that I have been trying to implement to get me through this little rough patch. And I want to share them with you in hopes that if you too are going through a time where it's been more challenging for you in terms of your symptoms, 
or chances are if you're not now, there will be a time ahead where this happens or perhaps you've gone through it. I want to give you some tools and some things that are helping me to navigate this and that I think will also be helpful to you. So let's get this party started. Number one is stop and say, what is my body trying to tell me? So bodies don't just have symptoms for the sake of having symptoms. We have symptoms because our bodies are trying to give us messages. So just like a child yelling at us for something, if if a child is asking us for something and we don't answer and we ignore them, what are they going to do? They're going to yell louder to us. And if we still don't answer, there'll probably be a tantrum that happens and things just continually escalate. Well, our bodies are no different. If we don't listen to our symptoms, they will just get worse and our bodies will scream more and more loudly at us. So it's really important to stop and say, okay, body, I hear you. Tell me what you're trying to communicate here. So really just go inside your mind and think about what has been going on in my life that maybe is not aligned, that is not in my, you know, my highest interest and things that maybe, maybe you're doing too much. Maybe there are things that you're doing that don't feel good to you. Maybe there are people that you're spending time with that are, you know, giving negative energy or things that you're, that you're taking in in your environment, whether it's the news or whether it's, you know, violent TV shows, all of these things are things that can affect our health. So really take a look on the whole at what is it that's going on in your life and what is this message that your body's trying to send you so that you have a starting place so you know where to where to correct. Number two is what can I learn from this? So every time we get these messages again, there there's an opportunity to learn something. And yeah, it sucks. It's not fun. It is not fun to not be able to get out of bed and to be in pain and not be able to do the things that we want to do. But there's always an opportunity to learn. So take a look at it and say, okay, what can I learn from this? And usually it's something that maybe is happening in your life again, or that you're doing that needs to be slightly altered. So in my case, I've learned that I have a very strong tendency to get caught up in my masculine energy, which I don't mean man versus woman. It's not a gender thing. Masculine energy, meaning that energy of just pushing really hard and always trying to achieve and doing and crossing things off the list and striving for higher and higher. And what I've learned is that I have almost not almost, I would say an addictive tendency to, to want to do those things. So what I've learned in this situation is that I need to chill out a little bit. Things will happen when they're supposed to happen. I need to take things in smaller bites and not bite off more than I can chew because my body will tell me in the worst possible ways that I need to slow down. So Ask yourself that question. What can you learn from this message that your body is sending you? Number three, ask yourself, how is this happening for me? So 
You know, it's so easy to say, oh, this is happening to me and poor me, and this is such a bummer. But when you look at it and you turn it around, you say, how is this happening for me versus to me? Then it puts a a much more positive perspective on it. Because when I look at my life and my health and that horrible day when I got let go from my job and I had to go on disability because I wasn't well enough to work. And, you know, at that time, I was like, this is all happening to me. And I was teary and depressed and sad and rightfully so. But now I can look at it from a different perspective and say, how is that all happening for me? And the reason it happened for me is because it took me out of a career that was completely not aligned with where I should be in my life. And it gave me a chance to really evaluate my life and think about what's important to me and course correct. So this can be, you know, there's so many potential lessons here, but anytime that things happen in our lives, we have to look and say, okay, how is this happening for me? And there's, there's always something, even though it may be challenging to see it in that moment, but there's always something that is a, a positive and a reason that eventually will make sense. So number four is ask for support. I think so often, so many of us are so afraid to ask for help. And that's what gets us into trouble in the first place. I know for me, I really had a hard time asking people for anything. I was about doing everything myself, being Miss Independent, Miss Self-Sufficient, strong, empowered woman. And I didn't want to ask anybody for help. And again, that just takes us more into that place of illness. Sometimes we need support. I mean, have you ever helped a friend? Have you ever helped a family member? And did you look at them and think that there was anything wrong with them for asking for help? Of course not. We, as people, we want to help other people. It doesn't make you weak to ask for help. We all need and deserve to be supported. And by letting people know that we need this support and that maybe, you know, we're going through a little bit of a challenging time, they won't place such high demands on us. And just by virtue of removing that pressure from yourself to feel like you need to be all things to all people, instead of turning the tables and asking for support, you'll be in a better state of relaxation and a better place to allow your body to heal. All right, number five is take a look and say, what can I take off my plate? So make a list of all the things you're doing and all the the major projects you have and, you know, little and big and divide it into categories of what is essential and what is optional and what are the things that you kind of, you know, want to do but don't need to do right now. And then also look at what is lighting you up versus dragging you down. And what you want to do is obviously eliminate the things that are not essential right now and also eliminate the things that are dragging your energy down, that are making you not feel good, the things that you don't feel excited about. Because if you do focus your energy on those things that are lighting you up, that's naturally going to provide healing energy for you to, to be in a better place. And by removing those things that are that are making you feel not in alignment and dragging your energy down, 
that's going to, again, that's going to help you feel better. Because if you wake up in the morning and you have a list of things to do, and all of those things are things that don't feel good to you, of course, you're not going to feel good. You need to focus your energy on things that are going to make you feel good. And of course, there are certain things that we all have to do. But really look and really be honest with yourself about what can I take off my plate and focus your energy on those things that make you feel good. And I I had to make some challenging decisions over this past month. I signed up for this course and that course and this group and that group. And I had to really look at it and say, okay, Bonnie, I know you want to do all these things and it's great and it's exciting, but you can't do them if you're sick. So let's decide what we're going to eliminate right now. And it doesn't mean it has to be eliminated forever. These are, there are some things that I took off my plate that I'm still very excited about eventually doing. But right now I need to just narrow down that list and focus my energy on things that I'm able to, to do and not overload myself. So number six is practice radical self-love. This is so, so important because when we get in this place of not being able to do all of the things that we want to do, it's so easy to get down on yourself and, and put yourself down and, you know, think you're not enough and, you know, you don't have that self-worth and don't talk to yourself like that, please, 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 for me, if and for you. <laughs> say say to yourself, you know, Bonnie, you are doing a great job and you don't have to prove anything to anybody. You are enough just as you are. And then ask yourself as you're going through your day, ask what do I want? Because let's face it, people are going to put demands on you. You're going to get text messages and social media stuff coming at you and phone calls and requests for this, that and the other. And it doesn't mean that you need to respond to it right away or react. Sometimes just say to yourself, what do I want? What do I want? Those are those are such important words to just really look at it and think, is this going to lift me up or is this going to drain my energy and make those decisions to do the things that are going to, again, elevate you and not bring you down. So that's going to mean in some cases saying no and enforcing those boundaries. So, you know, if people get mad at you for not answering a text message right away, just let them know, you know, I'm running on limited resources right now. And I will get to you when I when I have the energy. And I had to do this on social media, I put a post out and I was so grateful for all the love I got and all the support. But I didn't have the energy to go through and respond separately to every single response. And that's not like me. You know, that's that's a that's a Bonnie issue. It's something I'm working on. I like to give everybody a thoughtful response back, but in this case, I really said to myself, I'm gonna put up that boundary and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna love myself and I'm not going to do that at this time. I took a few days and then I put out a response, a group response, thanking everybody for all their support and it was met with so much love. And people said, of course, you don't need to respond to us individually, Bonnie, we understand you need to take care of yourself. So, you know, when you when you do these things, the people that are the right people, the people that should be in your life that are supportive of your health and your healing are going to support you and whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. 
Number seven is knowing that your timeline and the universe's timeline are two very different things. And this is, this is challenging because as humans, we want everything now. We want it yesterday, but things happen in the timing that they're supposed to happen in. Here's an example for me of this. So this is something David and I talk about often that, you know, we went through marriages that were not all that wonderful, which is why we then got divorced. And, you know, sometimes we talk about, gosh, wouldn't it have been nice if we had met earlier in life, and then we could have had all these wonderful years together. But then when we really looked at it, we said, no, you know what, we met at exactly the right time, because we had to go through all of the things we went to, to be able to appreciate each other as fully and wholly as we do now. And we've grown into two human beings that are perfectly suited for each other over this time. So just know that everything happens in exactly the time that it's supposed to happen. So if you had a timeline in mind, and it's not being met, just trust that it will happen in the timing that it's supposed to happen. Number eight, rest, rest and more rest. This is how our bodies heal. We need this time. So don't do it. Don't feel guilty about it. Rest as much as you need to rest. I will tell you, Lately, I have been getting out of bed, oh, I don't know, 11 and sometimes even noon. And I set my alarm a little earlier than that. And I've been pressing snooze and I've been getting up. And rather than feeling guilty about it, I just say, you know what, this is what my body needs right now. Because if I don't rest, I'll never be able to get better. I'll never be able to heal. And then I won't be able to do the things that I want to do. But if I give my body what it needs, then I will be rewarded with the healing. So please let yourself have that opportunity to rest. Number nine, do things that bring you joy and put you in a state of flow. This is so huge. I mean, flow state is when you do things that just you lose all track of time and you forget about your pain and you're just in this almost like hypnotic state. And I want to read you guys something that is just so, so inspiring to me. I'm going to put this in the show notes, but it's from an article called The Healing Effects of Flow. It's about a guy by the name of Stephen Kotler, and he has an incredible story. So let me just read a couple of paragraphs to you about this to kind of exemplify flow state. When Stephen Kotler was 30, he was diagnosed with Lyme disease. His symptoms were so excruciating, he spent 90% of his day in bed, then eventually became so unbearable that he contemplated suicide. One day, a friend arrived at his house and insisted on taking him surfing. Coulter's friends had to help him both physically leave the house and to get into the water. But once he was in the waves, something unusual happened. His muscle memory returned, and he found himself able to surf better than before. Coulter would return to the water several days at a time, only to experience the same transformation. Congruent to these trips, Coulter's health drastically improved. Refusing to believe that surfing was responsible for the improvement, Coulter decided to look into the phenomenon, and he found that it wasn't the activity itself, but the mental state that had made the difference. He was experiencing flow. After researching flow at the Flow Genome Institute, Kotler found that the state does not just have a positive effect on the mind, but on the body too. 
he identified five chemicals that are released during flow, norepinephrine, dopamine, anandamide, serotonin, and endorphins. These enhance the body's performance, which translates to the optimization of bodily functions and a boost to physical health. This combination also resets the nervous system and boosts immunity. As Lyme disease damages these systems, Kotler found that getting into the zone had a transformative effect on his healing. How amazing is that? So it really just goes to show if you are doing the things that light you up, that put you in a state of joy, and where you just kind of forget all time and place, it is truly, truly healing. So try to think about when we look at at flow state, many times when we're kids, we're very good at finding flow. So whether it's some, some form of play or a sport, or in my case, for me, it's singing and dancing. I love singing and dancing. And when I do them, I do lose track of time and I just feel happy and light and peaceful. So find that thing for you that puts you in a state of flow. Number 10, don't compare your journey to someone else's because we are all on our own journey. This is something I can speak personally. I found myself doing. I obviously interview people for my podcast and therefore I follow a lot of people through their podcasts and on Instagram and I see how they're doing. And it's very easy to look at somebody who is in a very different part of their journey and think, gosh, why aren't I there? Why, why aren't I healed yet? And that can be really frustrating, but don't play that comparison game. You are not that person. You are your own person, and we all have our very own individual journeys. And focus on yourself. And one way to do that is not compare yourself with others, but compare yourself with where you've been. So one of the things that actually when I when I talked to David about how I was feeling recently and I told him I was kind of struggling, he pointed out to me so lovingly like he always does. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, you have made so much progress, Bonnie. He goes, think about it. Last year at this time, you were on eight or nine medicines and now you're on two. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. And, you know, and, and there's a laundry list of other other things that I've progressed with, but that's just one kind of hard data example. So really just look at your progress rather than comparing it to somebody else and use that as your place to, you know, continue to motivate yourself and continue to realize that you may not be in this moment feeling like you're like you're winning, but when you look at the big picture, see that progress and know that yes, you are making great strides. All right, I hope that was helpful. I'm just going to do a quick little review. Number 1 is what is my body trying to tell me? Number 2, what can I learn from this? Number 3, how is this happening for me versus to me? Number four, ask for support. Don't be afraid to reach out and ask people for help. They love you. They want to help you. Number five, what can I take off my plate? Number six, practice that radical self-love. Enforce your boundaries and don't get down on yourself for not being able to do all the things that you think you should be able to do because the truth is you're only supposed to be doing the things that you can do. Number seven, your timeline and the universe's are two different things. So trust that the universe has a timeline in mind for you that's going to work out for you in the long run. Number eight, rest, rest, and more rest. I cannot emphasize that enough. 
Number nine, do the things that bring you joy and put you in a state of flow. So really figure out what is that thing or things for you and do them and do them without guilt and do them just knowing that you are you are helping yourself. Number 10, don't compare your journey to anybody else's. We're all on our own journey and look at your progress on the, the big picture. And I'm just honored to be on this journey with you. I love you guys all so much. If you would write me a review on Apple Podcast, I would be so grateful to let you know let me know how you're enjoying the podcast. And also it helps other people find this because gosh, if you found this information, just think about how it may be helpful for somebody else. As a matter of fact, if you did enjoy this podcast, please share it, tag me, share it with your friends on Instagram, on Facebook, or send it to individual friends because if you found it helpful, wouldn't it be nice to help somebody else? Because that's what also makes us feel great is being able to be of service and using our experiences to help others. So with that, lots of love to you all. Have an amazing week and sending you tons of healing energy and big hugs. It means the world to me that you took your time and energy to listen to this entire episode of The Chronically Courageous. If you know others that would benefit from listening, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player of choice. I welcome your feedback and questions. So please email me at bonnie at thechronicallycourageous.com. That's B-O-N-N-I at thechronicallycourageous.com. As always, I'm sending you so much love, happiness, and healing.